Okay. Hello and welcome to Australian Horror Story, where we review horror films directed, produced, written or made in Australia or by Australians. I'm Depraved. And I'm Dr. Death. And today we are talking about Saw. (laughs) So Saw was written and directed by Lee Winnell and James Wan um, and came out in 2004. What do we think about Saw? Straight up, I really, really loved it. It's actually one of my favorite, not even horror movies, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Okay. So I'm really stoked to talk about it. What are your thoughts? I remember seeing this when it first came out and I remember being really freaked out about it. Mm -hmm. But after rewatching, I realized it's actually not as gory as I remember. In my head, I get it really mixed up with the film Hostel. Mm. And I think they came out at a similar time period. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of had it all mixed up and complicated with that storyline. And that film really freaked me out. And I hated it. But I realize now that Saw, there's a lot more to Saw than um, the the torture elements of it. And really there wasn't that much torture or gore at all. So I I really loved rewatching it this time. We're going to talk a bit about, I guess, the connections of the writer and director, how they came up with this story, and I guess their roots in Australian film industry. So yeah, why Saw is an Australian story, really, (laughs) Australian horror story. I'll talk first about uh, my intro- introduction to Lee Winnell. He's the writer. Yep. He, he, yeah, who wrote it. And I'm interested if you remember this, actually. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the show Recovery? Yes. Okay. With he, Dylan... Dylan Lewis. Yeah. He was on Recovery. Oh, okay. Do you remember much about that show? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Cool. Do you remember the guy who used to review movies sitting in a bathtub? Yes. That was him. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's a blast from the past. I know. So um, for those who don't know, Recovery was like a Australian, like, what would you call it? Saturday morning TV. Like a variety show, I think they call it. It was, yeah. They showed film clips and had live bands and it was, you know... uh, eight to ten in the morning classic or 90s like, yeah, like it, it was, was really good fantastic to watch with a big old hangover <laughs> in your early 20s yeah he used to review the movies on there and kind of embarrassing because i used to have a massive crush on him. <laughs> and and get ready i had like a poster of him sitting in a fucking bathtub <laughs> on my wall so just a bit of needless backstory He uh, and James Wan, who ended up directing this movie and a whole bunch of other movies, they met at film school uh, in Melbourne, RMIT. Mm -hmm. And so they bonded over the fact that they were the only two who liked horror movies and nobody there like was really interested in that genre at Mm -hmm, all. They were mm -hmm. really artsy. Yeah. Yeah. Film school snobs. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can yes. really get down on, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. They they were studying film around the same time as I was, though I wasn't at RMIT. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> My very useful film degree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's brought you to this podcast. Yeah, that's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they studied uh, film at RMIT and they were roommates uh, for some time after that. And... 
they really wanted to write fantastic horror movie together. They'd done a couple of shorts that you can find kind of online, but they were kind of bouncing these ideas to each other for a long time about trying to find this perfect story. Mm-hmm. And then apparently, I'm not going to give away spoilers, but one day James phones up Lee and says, I got it, two guys in a bathroom mm. and something about the killer. And he's like, right, write that. <laughs> Right. And then so fast forward one year later, Lee comes back with this story, which is what became Saw, and they needed to find the um, the money to kind of produce it and everything. And at the time, the only way you could really fund movies in Australia was through the government, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was no way they were going to get funding for this movie. I mean, now we, you know, we have our Wolf Creeks and things mm. like that. But back then there wasn't really any funding. So they had to go to America. <gasps> to fund it that's our podcast (laughs) assistant there one of the dogs yeah sorry she's noisy yeah and i imagine that it because this was a really different horror movie for the time Mm. um around the early 2000s a lot of the horror movies that were coming out of hollywood that were really popular were you know those kind of slashes slasher movies this is so different it's Uh so grimy and it's just just a yeah it's completely different completely to anything that was around at the thing. time so it would have been hard to get funding for i imagine and so they they took it over to america but they were convinced that uh lee really wanted to act in it and mm-hmm. james really wanted to direct it mm. and they weren't willing just to sell the story they wanted to have their hands in it so they went away and they shot the short and they would give that out to just prove that you know they were able they were to capable, do it yeah So it got picked up and yeah, we can kind of talk a bit about the filming of it and everything. So really low budget, it cost them 700,000. I know. Wow. That's insane. (laughs) It's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's so impressive. I think they had like five days for pre-production and they shot the whole thing in 18 days. Far out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so pretty impressive. And I reckon most of that budget probably would have gone on paying the actors. Same. Yeah. Because so they, they just got crazy. some big wigs. Yep. Man. And the film made a lot of money too at the box office. Yeah. God, they're smart ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think some of the, you know, we can talk about it actually in special effects. So I won't give that stuff away just yet. But yeah, let's let's start talking a bit about the plot Let's do it. Cool. Do you want to have a crack at this one? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll try and re- I'll try and remember what happens. But uh-huh. basically, it opens up and it opens on darkness. Uh, there is one of our main characters in the bathtub, and he wakes up. He's under the water. He comes up, and he's just like, "Where the fuck am I?" And we kind of pull out, and it's really dark, and it takes us a few minutes to realize that we're in a bathroom. And the lights flick on and there's another dude in the bathroom as well. And a dead body in the middle of the bathroom between them. So this is the scene that sets it up. Mm -hmm. And then I guess from there, it's about kind of connecting the dots. How did these two come to be in this place? Yeah. And that's kind of the premise of the movie, right? Yeah. And there's a serial killer on the loose as well. So the doctor realizes that he may know more about the situation that he's in than the other guy Mm. and he knows a little bit about the killer that is on the loose which is jigsaw Uh which is really 
I think, one of the more intriguing parts of the movie. And we kind of learn through flashbacks what this jigsaw killer has done to other victims. And he seems to be, through his kills, teaching some kind of moral lessons. Mm. So should we talk about that? Yes, please. I love it. He seems to be really, like, philosophical, I would say. And I, I... Really appreciate the depth of this killer. Technically speaking, he's not really a murderer. He never killed anyone. I would kind of describe it as he wants people to value the meaning of life a little more. Mm. Um, and his idea is that through suffering, uh, mm-hmm. people learn to appreciate more, which I just think is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And not everyone dies. They're, not all of his victims die. Mm. We do see a couple of really horrifying uh, deaths, mm. like the the guy in the barbed wire oh, is pretty yes. intense. Yeah, the killer Jigsaw is teaching him a lesson because this uh, middle aged guy was trying to kill himself. Yeah, and then the Jigsaw put him through this thing where he had to try and save his own life so by brutal. climbing through barbed wire. <laughs> That was, oh, that that would not have been fun. Yep. Yeah, not all of his victims die. So we meet a female victim who mm. lives through mm. this ordeal, although she is faced with a moral conundrum in order to save herself. And I think that's really interesting how it kind of flies in the face of traditional slasher films because usually the, the females are the ones that are the victims that die the first. So, and she's a victim that actually survives. It's so, true, yeah. Yeah, and I, I know that she comes into later films in this series. So mm. that's interesting too. And I love that actress. So good. I don't, do you know what her name is? Uh, Shawnee Smith. Right, yeah. Mm. I, she pops up in quite a bit of stuff and I, I love it. Normally she's a lot brighter than she is in this movie, but uh, she's nuts. She's she's a crazy actress. I love her. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really sets her up for the following movies, which she plays like a really large role in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. From what I can remember, which is not much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If I can just talk a bit about how they decided to come up with yeah. this philosophy. So. Lee Winnell, the writer, he actually had really bad anxiety when he was younger and he would get a lot of these migraines. And it was kind of back in the time when I guess the medical profession didn't really understand uh, Mm. the impact of anxiety on your physical health. And so he had to go to all these appointments, neurologists and things. And he was often sat in waiting rooms with people who were clearly dying from cancer. And then because he was having all these migraines, he was like, fuck what happens if I'm dying? Um, And then he was like, well, what would happen if, you know, I got the news that I was dying and how would I spend that time? And he's like, well, what happens if it wasn't like you have, you know, six months, but like an hour to live? How how Mm. would you respond to that? And then so that's kind of how his victims, um, Jigsaw's victims kind of living at their remaining time. Yeah. Cool, cool premise. That hey. is really cool, yeah. And it sparked an entire industry, this film, on panic rooms yeah. and escape rooms and things like that too, hasn't it? Have you ever done one of those escape no, rooms? I was only thinking that um, when I was watching it, like, just before. Mm. Um, I'm claustrophobic. I can't oh. I can't do it. Have you? I'm, no, I'm not claustrophobic, but I haven't done it either. I don't know. It would just freak me out too much. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, too like... easy to scare. Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, like, yeah, because I was thinking about the pentagrams and um, you can do, like, really 
like non-scary ones like harry potter and stuff oh my god (laughs) well there was that story a few months ago i think or last year in norway or, or another country where a whole bunch of teenagers died in one of those escape rooms oh shit yeah, it, it, the, yeah, they, a, a big group of them, and a fire broke out and there was no escape oh my and God. they all died and it was like, <laughs> like fucked, man. So, like, that was like panic room made real. Correct. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, yes, back, <laughs> back to the movie. So, where were we? We were talking about the plot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I would like to talk a little bit about the doctor. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I just found his performance so unconvincing. I, I just had a real problem with, with how terrible an actor he was in this movie. Uh-huh. And I know that he's not a bad actor, but this is just, I don't know, this performance was so hammy and it was he was so overwrought all the time. There's some good actors in this. I mean, you've got Danny Glover. Yep. And I thought that, oh, well, do you want to speak to the fact that the other main character, yeah. Adam, was is he, the writer. He's the writer. Yep. I think you didn't realise that he was I the didn't writer. Realised he was the writer. I didn't realise he was Australian. Exactly. I, I thought he did really well for a non-actor. Yep. Yeah. Playing alongside uh, Dr. Lawrence. Oh God, no, he was he was not good. I thought he was pretty terrible. What What, what was it about his? Because like that's the first thing you said to me. I think about this movie was like Carrie Elwes and how shit mm. it was. So, what was it? Um, the way he talked in it's he just oh, I can't I have help me oh Ali. He just had this strange way of talking. I don't know. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, I don't know if it's the directing because, mm. you know, I guess this was their first feature. It was his first feature film as a director. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he didn't know how to direct actors very well, but the, the performance is just... Something else, huh? Yeah, and and I know that he's not a bad actor. Yeah, yeah. And even Danny Glover, who's an amazing actor, Mm. even his performance was quite hysterical at times. Mm. Danny Glover is a cop Mm. and his partner, something happens to his partner, Mm. his his, um, partner cop, Mm. and which is a cool scene, by the way. Oh, so good. Yeah, so, so good. And it kind of sends him into a bit of a spiral of insanity Mm. and he becomes obsessed with catching the jigsaw killer. Mm. But there are some scenes towards the end when he's, when the Danny Glover character is like, it's really over the top. And I just think, well, you need to just pull that back a little bit. You're right. Yeah. He's just like, we know you're going crazy. Yeah. You don't just... I don't know. Uh, do you think it's a it's an inexperienced director thing? or do I don't you think want to say it because I love thing? him so you much. You love the director so <laughs> but much. But look, now you say it probably because, yeah, when you were talking about uh, Dr. Lawrence, <laughs> I think what is so odd about his performance is the rapid shifting of mood. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yes. Like one second he'll be like, I'm fine. Then he's like, fuck this shit like just out of nowhere yeah and it doesn't there's no consistency in like mood escalation Mm. it's just like chop 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 does that make sense yeah exactly Mm. there's no slow build yes um to it and i don't know maybe that's how you would react 
I, I don't know. How, yeah. how do you think you would react if you woke up in this situation, you had no fucking idea how you got there and you were like, what, what would you do? Would you freak out? I, <laughs> it could go one of two ways, right? The person I am, I feel like I would try for a bit and then just be like, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would just succumb to whatever was going to happen to me. But that's just because I'm kind of lazy. But yeah. what would you do? I would I would probably be the same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would perhaps try and reason with the person who had captured me. Yeah, but you can't. He's You, you can't. He's not there. Yeah, that's true. But they do realise he's watching mm. at some point. But yeah. in but we learn later that he's actually technically not watching. Yes. But he is, yeah. which is a complicated thing. That, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I probably would freak out and then just accept my situation. Yeah, yeah I'm the exact same. And yep. lay on the floor yes. and get ready to die. <laughs> so what I would do too. <laughs> We're probably not the best models for uh, we- how most people would react, but. Yeah, we'd just be like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die anyway. What's the point? Yeah. I, Enjoy I the ride. Know. I'd probably just lay on the floor and cry. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So do you have any burning questions about the plot? Any plot holes that you think? Um, it's a pretty tight script. It's quite good. Mm. And I think the storyline is really good given the number of actors they have and that it's essentially two dudes in a room. Mm. Yeah, I don't really think there are any plot holes. Did no, you find any? No, 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 I didn't. I thought the movie was maybe a tad too long. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what the running time is, but it felt – some of the scenes felt a little bit too drawn out. Mm. I think that there could have been less scenes in the bathroom. I really enjoyed the flashback scenes when we learn more about Jigsaw. Mm. One of my favourite scenes is the reverse bear trap scene. Dude, yes. That, I mean, that is great. Yep. And I love the way it's shot. I love the whole vibe of that scene. Yep. Um, and did you find sometimes, though, the stylistic elements of the film were a bit inconsistent? Ooh, talk about that. Tell me, what do you think? I don't know. Like, you know how there were some shots, especially in the flashback scenes, where you'd have the sped up kind of, mm. um, I don't know what Chaotic. That, that technique's uh-huh. called. But then you wouldn't see that stylistic effect for quite some time. Mm. And it just seemed like it was going between that chaotic thing really and then you come paced. back to the bathroom mm. and it's just like so slow Mm. yeah because i think it was whenever they were doing like the the kill scenes outside of the bathroom Mm. um that they would do that really sped up thing i know that when they were shooting like in the bathroom whenever the camera was on dr lawrence it was always shot with like a steady like with a dolly Mm -hmm. and whenever it was on adam it was handheld and really shaky um right so it was it was meant to be really purposeful yes yeah yeah, but you're so right. Why, why would they have done that? The is that to show the like inner turmoil of each of the different characters? Well, it's, they... yeah, it's supposed to be Adam's like a bit of a loose cannon, and then right. Dr. Lawrence is supposed to be super chill. Um, but he's <laughs> but he's not. He's not. <laughs> he tried. One of the plot points that we haven't talked about is that the killer or a supposed killer has Dr. Lawrence's family held hostage. Oh yeah. So we go outside of the bathroom to scenes of his wife and his young girl mm. being held hostage. I 
felt really upset by those no. scenes. Uh, they were the little girl. She was real good. She was such a good actor. Really I, good. I really felt in that moment. The wife was shit, but the, do you reckon? Yeah, she was terrible. <laughs> but um, I I I thought the little girl did really well, and I just kept thinking, gosh, like how how did he get that little girl to perform like that? Well, she the fear felt really real. Yeah. Apparently she's a really experienced actor already. And I mean, I don't even know how old she is in that, Mm. but apparently she brought a lot of talent and she just, she just did it. Yeah. She was good. She's probably like one of the better actors in the whole movie. She showed everyone else up. She outperformed everyone else. Yep. I would have liked to have seen more of the female detective. Yeah. What happened to her? I don't know. She just kind of shows up for like one scene and then we don't see her again. So it's quite odd i would have liked to have had more of the danny glover's partner oh he was really good he's cool as i really like him. same yeah it was a shame to see him go yeah but yeah he had a bit of a messy ending the poor old dude all right so do you want to talk about the special effects because i know you probably bust them too <laughs> yeah um because you've spoken about the reverse bear trap i want to talk about that a bit yeah can we um what a contraption so that was functional that that was real and piss it, off it worked piss off. it worked yep because like obviously lee and james are just nerds mm. <laughs> and they wanted it to look realistic so they had one of their friends kind of craft it up for them oh my god that's terrifying yeah and you can actually see in there's like a scene where they're showing Amanda and um like what the bear trap looks like and yeah. it bursts open like yeah, one of those on mannequins the, on the d- dummy yeah. yeah yeah so it worked which is pretty oh cool oh my god yeah i really loved that and i love the puppet oh my god the puppet oh gosh you didn't talk about the jigsaw puppet so good it's so scary and so um James, the director, he he made that and he operated it. He would literally just be behind it and like move its mouth like a, what are those? Like a ventriloquist. Like a nutcracker. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) So that's cool. Like everything's a practical effect. Yeah. Which is why I think it's so effective. Which is so cool, yeah. Oh, look, I think the the puppet is so iconic. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if he knew how iconic it was going to be when he was designing it. I mean, it's just so fucking creepy. Well, they were expecting when they got over to America that they would, you know, the producer would want to replace it with something like, you know, proper. Mm. But they're like, no, that's so good. Like, just keep that thing. And how it wheels out on that little fucking rusty bike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just too creepy. Well, uh, the other thing I found really creepy that you don't, I don't reckon we see enough of is the pig mask. You don't in the first one. Hey. Right. So does Mm. that come into play in the second one? Yeah. Because I think there was one jump scare for me was when the pig man jumps out of a cupboard or or something like that. Yeah. In Adam's apartment. That Mm. was real scary. That was good. And like how he's walking around with the camera and the noise of the flash. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was that. Those were cool scenes, actually. There's something creepy about um, a dark room and and I don't know. It's, it's good. Just, yeah, it's really good. Going back to the bear trap, um, mm. you said it was functional, but mm. would, it wouldn't have been functional when the actress oh, was fuck. wearing no. it. No, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> so just put this on <laughs> and uh, be sure not to move or you'll die. No. Oh yeah, it's just. Oh my god, that's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, 
I really like. Oh, is it a spoiler? I don't. I don't think it is. If it is, mm. I'll just edit it out. Okay. Um, but the blood they use, uh, one one of the um traps, like the tripwire and yep. the shotgun. Yep, yep, yep. You know that scene? Yeah. The blood is amazing. Yeah, um, it is. It's really good. What do you reckon they use? I don't. I want to know. Hey, because yeah. it's it's not like usual blood that you would see. It's kind of like see through. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was such a good scene. Oh, God. Yeah. I really love that scene. But uh, I'd like to know who set up. Well, that was that was Jigsaw or was that the other? Jigsaw. The, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like his little traps and his little tricks. It's real um, Indiana Jones-ish, isn't it? <laughs> very true. So how many locations do you think they had for this? It was all shot in a textile factory so everything was inside right even the outdoor scenes were shot inside oh wow yeah so yeah they obviously had the bathroom and then i think they just repurposed like the detective to be like an interview room Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. was it i mean how much fun must they have had shooting this movie it just must have been so exciting these dudes in their early 20s like shooting their dream horror film in Hollywood, it's just, it's crazy. Good on him. All right. And um, anything else about the plot you want to talk about? No. Cool. No, I think we covered the plot. All right. All <laughs> right. Without spoilers because it's, yeah, it's such a good ending. And yeah. I think everybody probably remembers, if, if you have watched it, everybody probably remembers the first time they saw it. Yes. And that whole, oh, my God moment. The reveal right oh my the God, end it's. Is- fucking amazing yeah it's so good it's yeah you're right and i would like super recommend this to young people now if they haven't seen this movie Mm. to go back and watch it because it'd be so fresh for them and hopefully it's that old that they won't have you know they won't know what what's what happens in the end Mm. um just going back to that excitingness of the final reveal reveal. yeah Well, look, I don't really have anything else to say about the plot Mm. unless you do. No. I was hoping we could talk a bit about what this movie sparked in terms of genres. Let's do that. Yeah. Can we talk about that and the whole torture porn um, type of horror movie movement? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I think Saw has a really bad rap because like when I was trying to convince you to watch it – a lot of people are kind of of the opinion that this is just like gory, no substance, mm. you know, just all gross kind of shock value. And weirdly, this movie is kind of lumped into that genre of being torture porn. Yeah. Yeah. So the, Which the, it so isn't. It isn't at all, right? No. Like even as you were saying with the leg, you know, the saw scene, mm. it's a splatter of blood. Yeah. Literally, that's it. The rest of it is up to our imagination about what's happening. Yeah. Which is what a good movie should be, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I I went and did some research on torture porn and where this term came from. Oh, okay. And I guess the movies that fell into that subgenre and what the writer and director think about that. Mm-hmm. So it came from a journalist called David Edelstein mm-hmm. in 2006 and he wrote a article called Torture Porn, the Sadistic Movie Trend. 
And he lumped Saw into this and was just kind of banging on about all the things that we've said about torture yeah. porn, you know, that it's all substance, so no lumped, meaning. Yeah, lumped Saw in with like Hostel and yeah. even would you have put like the human centipede oh, movies yes. and stuff like that oh. in that same kind yeah. of category. Even your chestnut, which we'll review later on Wolf Creek, was kind of dumped into this as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> that's not surprising. <laughs> Wolf Creek's gross, but we'll talk about that yeah. in another one. So obviously, Saul was a not gory. No. B, not the first of its kind, you know, because we have like all of the Rob Zombie movies, for instance, you know. They're so not mainstream, though. Well, well, that's it. And it's why was Saul picked up? Mm. Why did that become mainstream? And why did everybody kind of latch onto this new genre? Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know who said it actually, but actually I think it was um, Lee, the writer. He thought maybe it had something to do with Americans becoming really interested in torture because of what was going on in the war at the time, right? Like Guantanamo Bay Correct. and shit like that Correct. around that early two thousand era. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like there had been torture – like there are so many torture movies, but as you say, they're kind of underground. And if you think of the movies like Hostel and all Mm. of that, they are really kind of focused on torture as the core component of the movie. Yeah, there's no storyline. It's just – it's it's like a – a pretend snuff film. Absolutely, Mm. yeah. And so it's kind of like – a way to express, I guess, the social anxieties, political anxieties. Oh, that's um, so interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yep. I guess for the time and, and what was going on, it doesn't really translate to Australia, but mm. not many people know that this movie was created by Australians. So, yeah. you but, know. But maybe it, in a way it, could, with with that kind of social commentary, that's mm. not something that I don't think Americans would see within themselves within America. That's so true. It probably takes Australians to kind of look from the outside in and yep. see that kind that that influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, in terms of the sequels, because that is where things get real messy and Mm. I I can't even watch them because they're not interesting and they're gross. Yeah. Yeah. So James, the director, he stepped out after the first one and he, what did he say? He said something like he, he told the story he wanted to, he didn't see why it needed to continue beyond that. And that kind of makes sense. Like that story was really in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But Lee went on to direct two more. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the second one is quite good, but the third one is where that real kind of grotesque, yeah, just crazy shit comes out. Um, and I think there ended up being like eight movies or something. Yeah. Into, it just went to shit the franchise. It's like just building on how much more shocking can we be? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the second one. I, I don't have a super clear memory of it, but I have seen the second one, but I'm pretty sure that's where I stopped. Yeah. Like with the Hostel movies, I just have no interest really in seeing people being tortured for it's the gross sake of as, being tortured. Yeah. It's not scary either. It's not scary. It's just gruesome yeah. and upsetting and traumatic. Yeah. And unless there's a reason for it within the plot, then what's the point? 
other than just to shock the audience, like with the Human Centipede movies. Yeah, like, have I, you seen that? I've seen the first oh one. Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, I know some people who are big fans of of that. I don't know who. Oh, <laughs> it's actually, Do you remember no, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, can Can you say why she likes it? She just thinks it's hilarious. Oh, okay. I can't even watch it. It's so it's yeah, so disgusting. I don't, I don't, I don't it's that. it's like I don't want my mind going to those yeah. places. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me, I guess, just talking about that genre, about why people are drawn to that. I feel like both you and I were quite imaginative. And mm. so I don't need that shit in my head. Like, I don't, no. I can't have that in my head. <laughs> that's too real for me. Yeah. It's interesting that people can look at that and be like, that's so funny. I I can't understand. Yeah, it's it's just not in me to No, to I, I don't it. think I'm sadistic enough to, en- yeah. to enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's really interesting what you said about how it kind of spawned a whole genre of horror movies, Uh even though it's not technically within that genre. I know, yep. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. It is, yep, because I think a lot of people miss out on what is a really good, in its essence, thriller. Like, it's Mm. it's not even a horror movie, honestly. Yeah, and I think a lot of people might pass it up who are afraid yeah. of seeing yuck things. Do you know what? It, it's it's a thriller in the same way as um, what was that Brad Pitt movie? The Seven. 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 Yep. Yeah. It's, it has real vibes of Seven. Heaps I don't like know seven. what year Seven came out. I think it was late 90s. Yeah, that, that feels right. And that was directed by, oh God, I can't remember now, but I think that these guys were really influenced by that director. Had particularly to be. Because it's got real vibes of that movie. Yeah. And it's a th- and you wouldn't say that Seven's a horror movie. No. And it's a thriller. There's some gross shit in that movie too, so. Probably grosser than yeah. Saw. Yeah. Like with the fat man and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And the head It's like the, the head on a box. And, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say seven is gory. Yeah, isn't that weird? So, hmm. I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, do you correct. Think? Do you yep. have anything more to say about uh, that? No, or? no. All right. Well, so uh, would you recommend? Obviously, you would recommend. Yeah, this of course, to I people to watch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it's your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> would you? I would definitely recommend. Cool. Yes, yes, I wouldn't have said that before I rewatched it, but so weird. I absolutely would recommend it, and I would recommend for especially young people to go back and watch it mm-hmm. and maybe give it another go. Uh, what's your star rating? Mm, I would say four out of five. Ooh, that's yeah. a high rating. Yeah. I can't see why not. What about you? Um, I want to say five, but that just feels like I'm gushing. So I'm <laughs> saying 4.75. 4.75. I, <laughs> I love it, man. Okay. Even though it's like the, the, the crappy things about it makes me love it more. Yeah. You know, like the, the acting and all that. I think it just adds to it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Mm. No, look, I think it's an amazing film for their first feature film and I, I think it was really edgy for the time and, yeah, I'm glad I rewatched it. So thank you for making me. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have an outro? No, we don't have an outro. Just bye. All right, bye. Who is that? Who's in there?